It's a new year for the Denver Broncos, and 2024 is proving that there is going to be a lot of change here for Broncos country. We'll take a look at what the Broncos have remaining here with one game left on the season and what lies ahead in the offseason here on today's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Happy New Year and welcome into a freshly brewed installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Do us a favor, subscribe or follow so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite Colorado sports team. I have you covered here with Good Morning Broncos. As the Broncos season goes about, as the season starts to wind down, we'll start to reduce our episodes as the NBA season continues on. Ryan Blackburn will have you covered with the Pickaxe and Roll podcast covering the Denver Nuggets. Also, make sure you check out milehighsports.com for all your up-to-date written information, stories on the Denver Broncos, Denver Nuggets, Colorado Rockies, and Colorado Avalanche. We have you covered there every team, every day here. 2024 is officially here. And look, I think when you look back at the 2023 NFL season for the Broncos, there was a, a wide variety of different emotions, I think, that have encapsulated what the fan base has felt how they're feeling, and maybe the the idea of how they're going to feel about this team going into the future. And I think one of the bigger things we have to do is you always have to look back at what was to maybe appreciate or maybe get a feel for what may be down the road here. Now, I think in the last two weeks, there's been a massive turn. There's been a massive shift in the eyes and in the hearts of Broncos country about how they feel about how this team is doing. And I think that the general confidence level in the eyes of Broncos country has gone down a little bit. Now, so much of that is contingent upon we are about to enter an offseason where there's going to be more change here once again for this franchise that has endured it at one position in particular for the last seven years. Now, the Broncos have had their quarterback for the last two years, but they are going to be moving on from Russell Wilson in March. We saw Jarrett Stidham get his first start here for the Broncos in Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers, where Denver won that game 16-6. to the offense looked a lot like the same. Didn't matter who was really at quarterback. The result was still the same. Not a lot of points put up, not a lot of consistency or efficiency from the offense, but a couple of big plays did make the difference there. And they played a very, very bad Los Angeles Chargers team here. But um, overall, there is going to be a, another perspective that's coming up here. And Broncos fans are unsure of how to feel now that they know that Denver's going to be in the market for a brand new quarterback or is going to have to figure out who's going to be the quarterback for this franchise going forward. There's not a lot of answers to that. There's not a lot of security. And we talked about this as well two weeks ago before the news came out of Russell Wilson being benched and the team looking to move on from him, Sean Payton looking to move on from Russ. You know, I think we all felt that, okay, hey, regardless if Denver makes the playoffs or if they miss the playoffs, this season was a success for Denver and we're confident about maybe the direction that they're heading. That's a lot. That's how a lot of Broncos country felt. That's what they've expressed to me in the comments here on YouTube. They've sent it to me on email, social media, whatever platform you use to communicate how you feel about the team. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. And now the vibe has changed in the last week and a half after the news had come out last week. Obviously a big drama here for Denver. And a lot of people are saying, you know, hey, like Denver right now, they're eight and eight. Sunday against the Raiders, they have a chance to go nine and eight, have a positive record against AFC West divisional opponents and have a winning season for the first time since 2016. But despite that, Broncos fans don't have a lot of confidence and they're very uncertain about what direction this organization is heading in the offseason. Now knowing that, hey, you're going to be in the market for another quarterback. What does that look like? Well, 
Folks, there are so many different ramifications, potential ripple effects that we have to consider here for Denver going forward. Now, I think the biggest thing, if we all know that they're parting ways with Russell Wilson, that's going to impact the salary cap. I'm not sure how they're going to try to manage fluctuate or even try to get flexibility in that you can't bank on the 240 million dollar salary cap rumor that is coming out there ahead of the nfl league owners meetings that we heard back in december that's not confirmed and you can't rely simply on that to make your moves what we do know players are going to be asked to restructure their contracts unfortunately to create salary cap space some players are going to be salary cap casualties they're going to have to cut them to move on to save cap space they might have to look to trade some players to be able to do that because of the ripple effects of the Broncos signing Russell Wilson to a long-term deal. And look, Russell Wilson has every right to his money for what he's been able to do throughout his entire career, his performances, him leading the Seahawks over time to the playoffs, him being a high-quality professional quarterback, being a top 10. Sometimes he's even had years where he was a top five quarterback in the NFL. We didn't expect, and I don't think anybody expected, his performance to drop off the way that it did really again, you know, when he came to Denver last year, Nathaniel Hackett started to make sense when you started to see how Denver's offense looked and how the Jets offense looked at various times this year and how Russell Wilson was actually playing pretty well this year for the Broncos. That's not the issue. It's just that the idea that Sean Payton, the way that he wants the offense ran and how Russ plays that relationship isn't mesh worthy. It's not sustainable. And that's why Sean Payton and the Broncos are moving on. Russ is going to land with some team here in 2024. I'm not sure who it is, but for Denver, because they're going to move on, they're going to have to eat the cost of that contract. And they're also going to not have, you know, a lot of great options to choose from as it pertains to what they do at the quarterback position. Their best bet is going to be to draft a guy in the 2024 NFL draft, or they could do that and roll with Jarrett Stidham for another year. Now we had a chance to catch up on Monday with Broncos head coach, Sean Payton on his weekly conference call with us talking and reflecting. He said, Hey, look right now, one game left on the season. Their goal is to go 9-8. and eight. Their goal is to beat the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. And every player is being evaluated. And Sean Payton was asked a question about whether or not Jarrett Stidham, even though he's gotten looked this last game against the Chargers, this upcoming game here against the Raiders, do these snaps give him consideration for the potential job next year? And, and, and Sean Payton said, hey, the snaps that he's taken are equally as important in terms of what figuring out what we're going to be doing as an organization going into next season. So, I mean, there is a chance. And look, Stidham is under contract here in 2024. There is a real legitimate chance that Stidham is the odds-on favorite to be the Broncos starting quarterback week one of next season, a little bit later on this year when the team will kick off their next season in September. Uh, there's a lot that's going to happen between now and then. With every realm of possibility kind of on the table, including maybe signing another veteran, a guy in free agency that maybe Peyton has familiarity with, or drafting a guy and letting that guy sit for a year and then rolling in 2025 with a rookie quarterback, which this year's draft class, I mean, everybody wants to get on the projectors, the mock drafts, and they want to say, okay, this guy's going to be available here. The truth of the situation is, is we don't know where any of these guys are going to land, right? There still is the NFL scouting combine that's coming up. The NFL draft is going to be a big part of it. But what Denver does in free agency really is going to influence a little bit about how they might approach the NFL draft. And to be honest with you, nobody knows where these quarterbacks are going to fall. Like, And in years past, we've seen mock draft databases really focus on, like, let's give a guy like Malik Willis, you know, for example, a few years ago. Everyone had him going in round one. He ended up going way, 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 way later than round one in the NFL draft there. Kenny Pickett drafted round one, more than likely on his way out of Pittsburgh. Probably not going to be their guy next year. Probably not going to be on the roster next year. There's always a possibility of that. So, 
I, I just hate getting into the notion that we're going to project and maybe think about, okay, hey, this guy's going to be available. We don't know yet. Let's wait and see, right? There's a lot of things that are going to happen between now and then before the Broncos maybe get into a position to draft a quarterback. And if the quarterback is high on their board, who they draft, that's going to be a very interesting question, but we don't know what that looks like yet. So for Broncos country, not a lot of certainty coming into this offseason here for this team after, I mean, even if they finish nine and eight, that's being overshadowed. Like the winning see a winning season, despite them being one and five at one point, like the strides that the Broncos have made have been great. Don't get me wrong, but fans are not excited about nine and eight right now. Fans are a little bit on edge about, okay, even if we go nine and eight, what does this mean for the team going forward? And I think there's some validity to those questions. There's validity to those concerns that Broncos country may have. And we're going to continue our conversation here on Good Morning Broncos. Here's some injury updates for you coming out of Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll share my thoughts on how I thought Jarrett Stidham performed in his first start as a member of the Denver Broncos. You're going to get all that here on today's episode of GMB. Real quick, let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports. We're one month away. Win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game, and they will also give you two tickets to the game plus a three-night hotel stay. And all you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So you'll have a few days left to get in on the action there. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey Nuggets fans, Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. All right, Broncos country, we continue on today's episode of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Just a reminder, check out milehighsports.com every single day, fresh in the morning, afternoon, evening, after your favorite teams play, or if there's breaking news, if there's stuff that's going on, we have you covered with all the information you need on your favorite Colorado sports teams. Let's continue on our episode here today, go through some injury updates here for the Broncos as they prepare for the final week of the regular season. Now, they were able to end 2023 with a victory. They're going to have one game here at the beginning of 2024, and that's going to be the season finale against the Las Vegas Raiders, 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time this upcoming Sunday. Going to be a very, very interesting matchup. The Broncos have lost seven straight games against the Raiders. They're looking to snap that streak here. They snapped the Chiefs streak earlier. Can Denver find a way to snap that streak against the Raiders team? That's playing really good football right now under Antonio Pierce, who is in line to become the potential future head coach for them, serving as the interim right now so a lot going on here a lot of storylines a lot at stake for both teams in this game here on Sunday but let's get to our injury report here for the Broncos now coming out of Sunday's game against the Chargers offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey he took a shot to the ribs on accident from Javante Williams on an outside run right into the rib cage area we had thought initially when it happened he like got he did something to his arm or his elbow and he kind of came up gingerly it looked like that well, he ended up taking a shot to the ribs from Javante's helmet on one of those run plays there. He left the game and he did not return. And veteran offensive tackle Cam Fleming would finish the game in his place for that game. And now it could be in line to potentially finish the season there with one game left. 
against Max Crosby this upcoming week. But, you know, we had a chance to speak with Sean Payton on a conference call on Monday morning following the Broncos' victory 16-6 to against the Los Angeles Chargers, and he said they're a little bit more optimistic about McGlinchey's injury, but they also lost safety Delarian Turner-Yale, second-year safety, key special teams player for them. He's lost for the season to a torn ACL, and unfortunately the timing of it as well really in one of the second-to-last games of the season, you suffer that injury, you have to go through, you have to get surgery. He's more than likely not going to be ready for the start of the 2024 NFL regular season. But you know, at the same time, now Denver's put into a little bit of a tough situation in terms of dire straits, looking at their safety depth, as we talked about is a huge question. I mean, coming into this upcoming season, okay, you're going to have Justin Simmons. Caden Stearns is expected back here. He's making good progress in his recovery from the patella surgery that he had after suffering an injury in week one which ended his season. P.J. Locke's playing really good football for the Broncos right now, but he's set to become a free agent, and I think he'll love to return to Denver. I think Denver would love to have him back, but I guarantee you there are going to be some teams out there. I mean, his agent is David Cantor. Everyone knows he's a very good agent, very well-known, but there's going to be some teams out there that are going to be interested in acquiring the services of P.J. Locke, who's been really kind of grinding and building a name for himself over the course of the last four seasons in Denver, and he went from being a key special teams guy to now a key player, a key role player on the defensive side of the ball, replacing Kareem Jackson, who the team were com was comfortable enough with how P.J. was playing to move on from Kareem, who's obviously a veteran status now playing back with the Houston Texans, saw his first action back this past week, had an assisted tackle in his return to H-Town there. But PJ's obviously a guy that's going to get a lot of looks. Now, if he doesn't come back to Denver, Denver's safety depth is definitely in question. And even if he comes back to Denver, Denver's safety depth is definitely in question because you can't afford an injury to a guy like Justin Simmons or PJ Locke if those are your projected starters next season. And then you need somebody behind them. Now, Delarian Turner Yell, who, you know, this year, and I, I really want to talk about this and, and bring this to the forefront. Delarian Turner Yell was kind of thrown into the fire this year for the Broncos after Justin suffered that injury early on in the season. And look, Delarian had some moments where he struggled this season, struggled in coverage. Teams went at him. But when you're a young guy, you're a second year player, and you get thrust into that position. Of course, teams are going to look at you. They're going to go after you. He's had some good moments. He's had some not so good moments. But this is what you talk about in terms of player development. And not only that, he cut his teeth on special teams as a core four player. He was one of Denver's special key, top special teams players alongside Tremont Smith and Justin Sternod this past season. And so for Turner Yale, the injury, the ACL is going to sideline him. It's going to shelf him. And now coming into week 18, is J.L. Skinner going to see his first action of the regular season? Look, he dressed out one week. He's always been a game day inactive for the Broncos this season, but he, he dressed out against the Minnesota Vikings. And now you're at a point, I think it was the Minnesota Vikings, if I'm not mistaken, one or the other. But now you're at a point, okay, last game of the regular season, you need a guy to step up on special teams. Can J.L. Skinner do that? And, and I think that my concern has been you haven't seen him on the field all season long. You haven't even seen him get a role on special teams. I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if the team thinks he's ready. And I think that's what we're going to find out this week. And also, look, if J.L. Skinner's not ready in the eyes of the team, I want you all to keep an eye on Devin Key. He's a practice squad safety. He's been a key part of their scout team this season for them. And he's a guy that was a key, a key preseason standout for them in some of those later games there. I think the Broncos really like him. He's a high-effort, high-energy guy, pays a lot of attention to detail, invests really on special teams as well. So he might be able to find a way to get activated and elevated up there as that's going to require a roster spot. Not sure what Denver's going to do. I mean, now if there was an opportunity for the Broncos to do a change at quarterback, for example, like Jarrett Stidham, now that there's a roster spot that's opened up with Turner Yell heading to IR, 
I mean, they could activate Ben DiNucci, promote him to the active roster, and then if they wanted to sit Russ, they could. But Sean Payton told us on Monday as well that he's planning on rolling with Stidham as the quarterback one, and Russ is going to be his backup here for the second consecutive week. So there's just a lot going on here in terms of that. And I'm going to share my final thoughts here on Jarrett Stidham. I thought overall in Sunday's game against the Chargers, I felt like he looked like a guy that hasn't played this season, right? And that's not an indictment on him, and that's not a bad thing at all. He's a young guy that's got a small sample size, right? And I think overall for, for Denver, for Stidham in particular, his first game, there were some throws where his accuracy was off, you know, on slant routes. He threw a couple of passes behind Jerry Judy or Brandon Johnson on a couple of times. Some guys took some shots there. I didn't like some of the shots into double coverage, but he's got a big arm and you want to be able to test that. And you want to see what you have there. But the thing I think that he did really well that I'm going to give him praise on is there were a couple of third down situations here. And Denver wasn't great on third down overall in Sunday's game. But there were a couple of big third down plays where he fired a shot to extend a play. One to little Jordan Humphrey on a crossing pattern who he, he did the rest and went 54 yards for the only touchdown of the game. That was a nice spark to see there from Stidham. And then you also have, you know, a couple of over routes that he hit as well. And he's not afraid to throw across the middle of the field. You can throw the slants with him. I just think he's a guy that needs, you know, it's a small sample size. He just needs more time to get comfortable. He needs some time to get more into rhythm, and we saw that a little bit of that in Sunday's game. Was it a great performance by Stidham? No. Was it a bad performance by Stidham? No. It's kind of it was in the middle there. Denver's offense, and it, and I think we got to get to a point where our conversation about quarterback play it's not just on the one player, folks. It's on everybody around them. In Denver, they were barely able to squeak even getting over 100 yards rushing in the game. You had Jaleel McLaughlin, who had eight carries for 45 yards. You had Javante Williams had 15 carries for 41 yards. The run game still isn't going consistently enough for Denver to the point where I think it opens things up for everybody else. And granted, no Cortland Sutton, no Marvin Mims in this game. So you're starting receivers for Cherry Judy, little Jordan Humphrey, Michael Bandy getting in on some of the action for Denver as well. And then Lucas Kroll, a tight end alongside Adam Troutman. And obviously your pass catchers out of the backfield at running back, including Jaleel, Javante, and even Samaj P. Ryan. So, I mean, it wasn't a great performance, though, but I think if you're coming down and you're trying to judge Jarrett Stidham negatively for this game, I don't think you can. I don't think you can judge him too positively. I don't think you can judge him too negatively. I think we can say, like, hey, the sample size is so small, it's still incomplete, and every snap he's going to take is going to be important in the eyes of Sean Payton, and they saw a lot in Jarrett Stidham. That's why they signed him in free agency. So we'll see where things go, and he's going to be in line for the potential starting job in 2024. Whether you like it or not, Broncos country, that is something. That's in the works. But with that said, Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. We appreciate you so much for tuning in and rocking with us. Make sure you check us out tomorrow. Send in your mailbag questions. Any questions you have about the Broncos, try to reply here in the YouTube comments. Try to send some in. Cody at milehighsports.com. I'd be happy to answer them. And we look forward to dropping our mailbag on tomorrow's edition of the show.